Hi, I'm Tiffany Patlin, host of the Tiffany Talks Health and Wellness Podcast, where I discuss tools, tips, and techniques to heal your mind, body, and soul. I am on a godly mission to heal the world. Thanks for tuning in today. We have a special guest, Armani Antonellis. He has a very diverse background in beach lifeguarding, sports coaching, and competitive public speaking. He is currently living in Australia and working as a massage therapist. He also self-published a memoir in February of this year, and that is called Pounding Chest. Thank you, Armani, for being here with us today. Thanks, Tiffany. Great to be here. Um, I'm really interested in learning more about what made you want to write a teaching memoir about your life. I'm sure it's got some juicy details. Would you like to share with us? Sure. Yeah, there's a great deal of stories in the book. It really started when I was younger, and I think I bought into this narrative in the U.S. culture where you go to college and it's almost glorified to be some kind of party animal or it makes you look cool. And uh, I wanted to look cool and I bought into it and that's exactly what I did. And I ended up starting my own fraternity when I was around 19. Oh, wow. And my friends and I, were we were just being crazy and wild and foolish. And things kept escalating and I got, it started with like a noise nuisance complaint. And then I got in trouble for a petty theft for stealing alcohol. And then I got a DUI and eventually I got in trouble for selling ecstasy. And I was walking into a music festival one day and there was an undercover in line and I, I had like a little shooter of whiskey behind my belt and I wanted to put it into my pants so it wasn't hanging out. So I look around, I go to put it into my pants and this guy grabs me right right away and he says, undercover, come with me. And then he searches me down and he, he finds the ecstasy that I had on me. So instead of the festival, I went to jail for a few days. And when I went to jail, I really took a hard look at where my life had been going and thought about where I wanted it to go next. And when I got out, I started making small changes, getting up you know, a few hours before work and studying organic chemistry in the middle of the summer in San Diego uh, before my class and it paid off. And the little habits kept like getting better and books certainly played a huge part for me, which is one reason why I ended up writing my own book, but I've always been a big reader and school always came pretty naturally for me. So coming out of jail, I knew I wanted to play on my strengths 
So I played all my strengths in school and I read a bunch of books, um, a, a bunch of books about consciousness or how to optimize your day. Um, I also read a book about natural healing and I, I had never heard of naturopathic medicine before. And then I read a whole book about it and I reached out to that community and I got involved with them. And uh, eventually I got into a school that I really wanted to go to up in Washington. Um, and that, that was a big game changer for me. I was able to go into a community where there were a lot of like-minded people and that's where I went to massage school. Um, yeah, it's, it was, it was a bumpy road getting there, but there, there was one point after the DUI and my little brother texts me and he is much different than I am. And I, I was going out and wanting to have wild experiences. And he was always more like keeping straight and he went to a more of a military type school. So much different college experience. But he texted me saying he didn't really consider me his brother until I started getting my shit together. Wow. And this was after the DUI. So that one hit pretty hard. And it took a while for us to bring things back together, but eventually we did and we made up and we were kind of looking for some middle ground or somewhere we could create something together or be involved in each other's lives. So it started with a goals list. He's also quite, um, minimalistic and he doesn't like material things so one year for christmas he asked me instead of getting christmas presents for each other we should write down a big list of goals and like all the crazy dreams that we want to accomplish in life and wow. trade that with each other for christmas so we've been doing that every year now for years and we've been trying to get our parents to get involved in it too and some of our friends and that's been going well that's but, really cool yeah it's it's a fun practice to do um so we, we started trading those goals with each other and then we said hey we should bring more people out to this because we started writing down once we wrote the goals down on paper and then we were both involved in each other's goals so we started holding each other accountable and we were checking yeah. you know how were your goals going this week um and we wanted to bring a whole bunch of other people onto the team with us so we had an idea to start a men's group and we got a bunch of our close friends together from high school and we started getting together to chat about the meaning of life or doing some goal setting, pairing up for accountability, a whole bunch of workout challenges and exercises. Um, it's just something where we could have a more intentional gathering and um, really try to create something with each other. And that has gone like really, really well. Um, one thing that I've noticed too in the US, especially when we first started the group, almost everyone's big goals were either professional or financial. Hmm. Sometimes there would be an athletic goal or some kind of fitness goal, but there weren't a lot of like personal like more personal endeavors or creations going on 
So I started coming up with um, like fancier creative projects for myself. Um, writing was certainly a big one of those, but like over time, like now people are setting much more personal goals. I, I was just talking to you before we went on that my brother and my best friend from high school who were both in the group as well, are now just started their own podcast and they're starting to do some more personal creation stuff. And, uh, there's a few of the guys that recently set a goal to do a hundred mile race. We, wow. We've done some big runs together. I, I did a pretty big run with one of them earlier this year. So it's really cool to see people getting into things that are more like personally fulfilling you know, instead of just going back to work and doing what your job or your, your boss wants you to do at your job and climbing up a ladder. Um, it's something that was really cool for me to see happen with the group. Well, wouldn't you agree that with when you focus on basically personal development, whatever area that that is for you, it kind of tends to branch out into your professional life, which eventually, you know, builds your financial, right? Your financials, 100%. right? So that's awesome. I love that. I'm I'm actually really inspired to do that. Thank you for sharing that. I really like the idea. Something's always bothered me about the whole gift giving at Christmas. Not that I don't like to give, but like the receiving thing. I kind of resonate with maybe your brother's thought of why he even came up with that. Something that's more meaningful, more powerful. I mean, something like that. And then keeping each other accountable. I think that's amazing. And I remember when you first told me about that men, that men's group that you had put together. And I think more men should do stuff like that. So I appreciate you taking the lead on that because, um, you know, there's a lot of women's groups. There's a lot of this, that, and the other for women, but there's not as much, I think, for men. So I think that that's really amazing that you're doing that. And it actually reminds me of my son has a friend who's actually doing something similar. And he's young. He's a teen. So you're setting a good example and you're being a good role model for others. Um, and thank you for sharing too about how that affected your, your brother, because I think people that are listening need to realize how much our lives affect our siblings, right? Mm -hmm. Is he your older brother? He's a younger brother by a okay. year and a half. But you are so impressionable on him in your life. And it's great that you guys are now doing something together and you guys are closer now. I love that. Yeah, we're closer than we've ever been before now. And that's, that feels really yeah. good. And yeah, like at the time when I was just drinking and partying and doing the drugs, like I wasn't really like, I knew it, I couldn't keep doing that forever but I didn't realize the impact that it was having on my family for sure. And just like not being able to show up and meet up with um, my parents or, or maybe like on an uncle for lunch one day or you know, not being around uh, here or there, maybe when my brother was looking for me, but uh, I didn't really know it at the time. And, and, you know, when that kept going on and on and then it resulted in like, I, I mean, I wasn't happy when he texted me that, but I knew that he saw something greater in me. And mm. so it, it was, it was a mixed feelings thing, yeah, but I bet. yeah, it, it ended up working out well. 
<clears throat> just shows the power of, you know, making right choices in your life and being the best that you can be because of that you get to repair your relationships because I don't, I don't even want to think about what your life would have been without your brother. Right. Like, it's like, no, I don't even want to yeah. think about that. <laughs> just yeah. be grateful for the way that it is now. And I know a lot of people out there, even now they have relationships with their siblings. Some, I know people who don't even talk to their siblings and they don't even remember why. And I think that that is so sad. It's like something that wasn't even worth remembering you think is worth, you know, damaging your relationship with your sibling. Like it's, it's not family is everything and important. I mean, and look what you guys are doing for each other now. It's like, you guys keep building each other up, wanting each other up. Like, that's awesome. That's amazing. Now your friends are involved. Like you're just expanding and spreading that. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's been really fun and really cool to see happen. And uh, yeah. And like you said, I feel like more men should be doing the same thing. 100%. Um, I think it's slowly starting to become something that, that people are looking for. Um, and I think you also like, you don't have to make it that complicated. Like we, we made ours fairly structured, but I feel like since then it, it's almost become a little more casual, but really even just texting someone for, to help keep you accountable for something that you're working towards can it's be an absolute game changer. Like while I, while we had this group going, it's called the group is called the perimeter. Um, I was finishing my studies in college while the group was really kicking off. And let's say I had a paper that I had to write that was due at the end of the week. And I would text my accountability partner and I would say, Hey, I have this paper. It's due on Friday. If I don't, have it all finished and turned in by Wednesday night, I owe you 300 pull-ups on Saturday, oh. something like that. And then uh, pretty much all the time I did that, I would have the paper finished by Wednesday and I'm not procrastinating and cramming it in at the last minute. It would be done. Um, and then, you know, if I did fail, then I'm just doing something like I, I would already be working out on the weekend, but that like I don't I don't really want to do three hundred pull ups, but it's also good for me. Right. So, I like that. Yeah, it's like e a even win. just doing something like that, and I feel like when you like bring that up to people, sometimes they're like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to bother someone to help me stay accountable." Every time I've ever asked someone to help me stay accountable, they're just jumping on board like right away. Like people. It's a very small thing and they really barely have to do anything at all. They're really just there to listen to you. Um, it's, it's a very simple thing and people are like ready to help you progress towards the things you want to do. Why do you think they, why do you think people use that? I think that's an excuse. Uh, why do you think people use that excuse? Is it maybe coming from them? Like maybe, I don't know, fear or something. What do you think? I think that's a part of it. I think people like to be independent and they don't like asking for help or aren't comfortable asking for help. Um, and so if they are bothering someone with you know, being involved in something that, uh, you know, might end up being good for them, but they feel like they're almost burdening someone else. And it's like the last thing they want to do is burden someone. But I think once you just do it the first time and take that step, you realize it's it's really not a burden whatsoever. 
And oftentimes they'll end up asking you to help them stay accountable for something. And now you guys are creating something together. Yeah, I can see that. So for anybody that's listening out there that likes the idea, but feels that way, then, oh, I don't want to burden somebody. He just gave you the perfect solution. Both of you guys can, it could be like an equal trade. Hey, I need you to help me be accountable for this. And what's something I can help you be accountable for? And this way it's a mutual effort. Now there's no burden. You know, it's mutual, right? Again, just building each other up. I love that. That's exactly. awesome. And it could be anything. It could be anything, no matter how big or small, right? It's whatever works for you. Yeah. I love and that. that. That's how we start out with the goals too. Like you, you can have very, we do a lot of goal setting in the perimeter and like your little, your small daily habits, setting goals for the small daily habits are the ones that are going to pay off in the long run. So like the goals that my brother and I trade at Christmas, some of them are really big and ambitious, but like all of those, it, it just starts with doing one little thing each day or every other day. And, you know, so like the book was a really big one for me. And um, like you mentioned earlier, I published a book in February of this year. And I had a goal last year to publish. And I had been working on a book for a while. Um, it started as just a collection of journals during COVID. I, I went back through all my journals that were saved on Google Docs and I was picking out highlights and stories and then I seamed them all together. So it was a nice fluid story. And I, I had been working on it here and there, but once I actually wrote down on paper, I'm going to publish this year that like I really went to work on it and uh, yeah, it's available on Amazon right now. I've got one with copy right here, pounding chest. Nice. Um, it really just goes deeper into depth of the, some of the stories that I was sharing here today. Um, but yeah, like that was a big goal for me. And when I tell people that I published a book, there's a lot of other writers out there. Like it really surprises me, but they say, I, I don't think I could ever finish a book or I don't mm -hmm. think I could publish. But it, it's the same thing. It's just the small daily habits and you do it a little bit at a time. And like overall, it took me maybe three years to write. But it, if, when you work on it every day, you get there and, and your dreams start coming true. Yes, sir. You have to tell me, what brought you to Australia or were you born there? You were born there? Did you live there and then you came to, to the States? Like, share that with me. No, I was born in California. And I was traveling in Thailand last year. I actually went to Thailand to learn some Thai massage. I wanted to study massage in another country. I love Thai massage. So I went to Thailand. I met a bunch of travelers there and they kept talking about the working holiday visa in Australia. And the visa, it's like very flexible. Uh, you could be in the country for 12 months. You can work. Uh, people are English speaking. The Australian pay is good. And then you're not too far away from Asia. And I wanted to just go out and travel as much as I could for a while. So I was spending at least a year in Australia and you know, hoping to travel Asia as much as I can the next year. Wow. Yeah, I was checking out your Instagram. Um, yeah. And I, I noticed there was a couple pictures of there of you. Um, you had some woman's arm in your hand and you're over here doing your thing, doing your massage. And I'm like, man, I need one of those. <laughs> yeah. 
Where are you at currently? I'm in Sydney right now in a neighborhood. It's called Newtown. It's um, it's it's like kind of a hip neighborhood of Portland. There's a, some really cool bookstores, which is one of the reasons that I picked it over here. So I have a book launch event coming up at one of the bookstores in Sydney in a few weeks. Ooh, exciting. Um, where's it going to be at? Yeah. Go ahead and promote it. Let people know. Yeah, it's going to be at Better Red Than Dead in Newtown on July 9th, Sunday. If any listeners are, are in Sydney, yeah, come on over. There's an RSVP link. Um, if you if you go on to Better Red Than Dead website, there, there's a link there with my name on it. Sounds good. And I'll make sure I have all your links in the description box for everybody so they can get Perfect. in touch with you. Um, do you have any special words for somebody who maybe might be in that position that you found yourself in where you were just not even thinking you were just drowning in that life of what you thought you were supposed to do, which is being that party part, that crazy party drinking guy. Yeah. Um, changing the people that I was around was a really big one. So I was partying down in San Diego. When I went to college, I moved up to the state of Washington and the new communities that I found myself in were super, super changing. So sometimes you, you have to make a move. You might not have to make a physical move, but you might have to change who you're hanging out with on the weekends, um, or what you're doing on the weekends. Overall, like read more books. The books are always like just open me up into new avenues. Or even if you're not learning things, um, it, it, you're also just connecting with stories and it, it could be super invaluable and set bigger goals. Start writing your goals down on paper. Start working day by day. And find yourself that accountability partner. The accountability partner as well. And I'm super available on Instagram. If anyone wants to DM me and has questions about accountability or even wants to do a challenge together, shoot me a DM. I'm here. We'll get after it. I like that. So you do challenges. Mm, I, yeah, that's I like doing different challenges. Um, I've done a lot of fasting. Uh, I like workout challenges. I did a 55-hour fast last week. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's a, it's a good practice of discipline. It gets easier each time you've done it. I've done a number of longer fasts now, so it, it gets easier. Like I wouldn't start someone at a 55 hour. <laughs> Baby steps. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right on. And I love that you're uh in, you know, um mentioning for people to start reading more books because I think people are moving away from that, but there's a lot of information that can be learned from books. So what would be your top three books that you would tell people you have to read this book? Obviously, number one is Pounding Chest. <laughs> what would be some others? Oh, <laughs> uh, the most impactful book for me on a day-to-day -day basis was called Own the Day, Own Your Life. It was written by Aubrey Marcus. And he breaks down like each hour of the day and how you can optimize it. So you're productive, you're fulfilled, you're enjoying your day. Um, and one of the biggest takeaways I got that from that book was having a morning routine. So I've been waking up earlier since I've 
read that book and he talks about light water movement being the first three things you do at the beginning of the day and so you you hydrate yourself well um you expose yourself to light and you start moving and that's like super valuable and then i sit down with my goals and then i just knock out a few early in the day um to get back to your question pounding chest own the day own your life the power of now by eckhart toll it's also a really really good one and if anyone's looking for more of a novel, Shantaram was my latest favorite. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, so everybody, um, you're welcome to reach out to uh, Armani Antonellis. Uh, his handle is down there on the ticker. You can get his book, Pounding Chest, on Amazon. Um, and how can they check out your men's group, The Perimeter? How can they learn about that? Is there like a Facebook group or how do they get involved in that if they're interested? The best way would be to DM me on Instagram. Uh, if they want to get involved, we can put something together. There is a website uh, that we have up that I could share the link with you as well. People Go for can it. check that out. Yep, sounds good. Because um, I think um, I can already see more chapters, people, men starting to get, you know, um, inspired by what you're doing and create their own men's groups in, in their area of wherever they're at with their buddies. Cause I think that's, that's a beautiful movement right there. And I can see that exploding and just doing so much good in the world. Thank you so much, Armani, for coming on and sharing your story and all your golden nuggets. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Tiffany. It was you a pleasure. Bet. You bet. Thanks to all you listeners out there. We will see you on the next episode. Bye now. Bye.